Hello everyone, welcome to the second episode of Supply Chain Operation Podcast dedicated to supply chain management. We focus here on supply chain in the healthcare industry and today we'd like to discuss and exchange a bit more about sustainability and we just recently published an article on starting the sustainability journey um, in, a, in a supply chain. So today I'm sitting with Laurent Fetich, the Managing Director of Supply Chain Operation, and, uh, and I'd like uh, him to introduce himself and then we can get going about uh, the, the article itself. Yeah, hello, my name is uh, Laurent, Laurent Fetich. I'm the Managing Director of Supply Chain Operation and uh, I'm really looking forward to have this discussion today with your team. Great to have you on board at Supply Chain Operation and really fantastic to extend uh, our services within Supply Chain Operation to sustainability. So why did you want to create this article? So it's an extremely good question. Um, very early on when I joined Supply Chain Operation, I wanted to bring on board my knowledge on sustainability. I've been working over the past 10 years um, in supply chain and logistic management and uh, sustainability was one of my focus area. And uh, arriving in supply chain operation, I thought it would be great to develop our services in the field of sustainability in the supply chain. Uh, but when we started, we actually identified that the majority of our customers, which are small to mid-sized uh, pharma companies, are actually very low in terms of maturity on sustainability and that they don't really even know what it means. What is sustainability? More concretely, what does it mean for you and for our customers? What is the value that you can bring to them and uh, you know why you think it is important? Well, you know, sustainability, I mean, first of all, I think it's very important to define and to know what we're talking about. Uh, so sustainability can be identified as many different things. And the first gap to close is to explain, to teach and to bring, first of all, the management, but then also the team on board on defining what is sustainability, what are the key stakes, and uh, to really show that there is some value in the business because uh, first of all, it matters. And second of all, there is a very important, um, there is a very important expectation from the stakeholders being internal, but also external. So for us, it's really important to get started by defining what is sustainability and very often to move away from the simple idea that it's about carbon reporting and to go in more depth about the different opportunity that it represents within the supply chain. There are a lot of opportunity within supply chain when we talk about uh, packaging, when we talk uh, how our, our products are manufactured. Uh, you know, the carbon footprint is one thing, but there are other things where you can, we can influence drastically, you know, uh, the sustainability of a company. Can you describe them? Yes, I mean, of course. And, and I think this is very important. Um, there are many different ways and there are very different areas of focus depending on the industry we are in. Um, but uh, to, to be kind of high level, um, I think you touched upon packaging. Packaging is a key element where we to touch uh, topics like waste management, but also the impact on natural resources. Um, and we already hear quite a lot happening in that direction because of regulation. And we will see that in the future, more and more uh, heavy regulation will come into place. So either we can wait and uh, then react on those 
uh, those new regulations or the alternative is to anticipate and to believe in it and by believing in it, anticipating the new requirements and developing new solutions. But very often um, it actually means to go in very deep reflections and uh, very, very quickly on sustainability, you need to go deep into the changes to actually have an impact. So you start the journey by reporting and by reporting you can then identify you know, the key areas where there is the most meat on the bone and on that area you can then really think of alternative and very often the best results are when you completely, completely take a step back and you redesign the model. Talk about reporting, uh, yes, that's certainly one thing, but you need also to understand and assess, assess how the supply chain of, uh, you know, the client uh, is built, is organized, you know, what are the key drivers in terms of uh, sustainability and improvement to, you know, the, the reporting that you mentioned. So there is a deep understanding of what is happening within the supply chain of uh, our clients. How do you perform this activity? So there is a couple of standards uh, that are either coming from the regulation, either, uh, let's say, standard from the market that you can capitalize on uh, to start your reporting. And it's really important to fit into those framework and to start uh, reporting into that. And here I, I especially refer to photocarbon uh, emission, for instance, to the science-based target initiative, where you need to define the different scope of emission within your organization. And as supply chain, we are actually uh, usually playing a very important role within the total emission of a company because uh, all emission of scope three, which are the emissions that are coming from external companies, but that are generated from our activities, for instance, all our suppliers and the transportation of goods, this is uh, usually where the most meat is on the bone. So it's very important as supply chain experts and as supply chainers to map the current network of supplier, to map the current impact of our suppliers, and then when we aim at reducing, to onboard them. So it's a multi-stakeholder approach, and usually if you sit alone in your room, you will have very little results. Okay, that's uh, that's great. So you go and meet your customers and you are with them during this journey. Is that correct? So so the best approach and where you will uh, drive the most result is when you are multi-stakeholder. Um, so indeed, you should sit around with all the, st the key stakeholders. Uh, it could be your customers, but it can also be your suppliers. And depending on the model and what you are trying to change, uh, you need to sit with both of them because the change, as I mentioned earlier, will be deep. So let's take, for example, the example, the, the idea of changing the packaging. So you decide to move from this type of packaging or to, from a plastic packaging to a paper-based packaging. So obviously, you need to inform your supplier because your current supplier may or may not have the knowledge and the know-how to actually do the switch for you or with you. So in one case, you can actually uh, have a new journey with them, developing that new solution, which is, for instance, paper-based, or you will need to change the supplier. So here, impact are strong. And on the other side of the spectrum, if one day you decide to move from plastic to paper, uh, let's say for syringes or packaging of a syringe, uh, then you really, have a, you really have to have the customer on board because they may have very strong reaction about this new way of packing and they actually may simply say no to it. So stakeholder management being upstream and downstream is extremely important to have strong impacts on the long run. Thank you for your uh, answer. 
Um, we talk a lot also when we talk about sustainability, we talk a lot about circular economy. Can you describe within the biopharmaceutical um, network uh, so sector, what is what does it mean, circular economy, if you can give us some examples? Yes, so uh, the idea of circular economy is to move away from a linear economy. So first of all, let's define a linear economy where we take resources, we put those resources together, we transform those resources, we use them somehow, and then we dispose of them. So this has been the way that our economies have been built over the past century. Circular economy is very different in the idea that um, there is no end life. So you will really continue using the product and you really think the economy in a different way. So instead of using, transforming and then putting to the bin, you really think to identify ways where you can uh, keep using it over and over up to the up to the moment it, it, it cannot be used anymore. Um, so for instance, very interesting example that the pharma industry could move on to is the idea of single-use packaging. Maybe there are ways that we could develop stronger elements, um, whatever the type of elements, uh, whatever the type of component, but stronger that they could last longer. And instead of using scrapping, we could use and then refit for purpose and then reuse. So this is really about uh, the idea lying under the circular economy concept. Yeah, thank you. There, there is a, a disease that we see also within the biopharmaceutical supply chain is what I call the product tourism, meaning that uh, the product from API to drug substance to drug product to finished product, they go and fly around the world sometimes several times. So um, how, how could you address this within your sustainability initiative? Uh, thank you for asking the question. Actually, it's very interesting because one of the customers that uh, we accompanied uh, had exactly this question in mind and they were really uh, willing to actually reduce the emission related to transport. So they were asking us to find ways to reduce the emission of transportation. So, okay, you can switch from air to sea uh, transport. You can identify with some providers uh, moving away from fuel engine um, to electric or to hydrogen or to whatever new type of solution there is on the market. But if you do that, actually the impact it will have on your overall emission is very little. Uh, you know, you are talking about a few percentage. Where the meat is and where you can have really deep effect is if you are ready to put on the table the question of localization and the design network of your supply chain. If you are ready to really understand how your network works overall, by doing that exercise, you will, of course, um, have very, very strong impact and very uh, strong reduction of emission of your supply chain. So this is very interesting where you can see that, you know, um, if you want to have transformation, you need to actually change the full spectrum of your operation and not uh, simply a, a variable of the, of the, on the type of transport you are using. Uh, thank you. Uh, we know also that uh, our industry, uh, especially also within the, the supply chain uh, sector, um, we are quite reluctant to changes because we are working and and working and, and living in a regulated environment. So when you talk about change management for sustainability, there, there must be a big impact also on a, on a quality point of view related to all the SOPs, all the systems that are registered and that you cannot change so easily. Can you comment on that? 
Yes, and I would argue that this is actually one of the key breaks that we need to address. Um, so th this is where um, this is where the industry is always very reluctant. I mean, we have example of companies very recently that had the opportunity to leverage the same transport, for instance, from A to B, and that actually did not uh, because of those uh, regulatory requirements and because they were not able to manage the quality in that um, mutualized process. So indeed, I think one of the key levers that we can uh, work as, a, as a, an industry-wide is thinking about how we can mutualize our service and how we can mutualize the different flows that we have around the world. And this should be more and more possible thanks to big data and the connectivity of the supply chain. Yeah, thank you, Tim. Thanks for your answers. And, um, you know, this is uh, all great input. And please uh, contact us at Supply Chain Operation for any related question uh, to sustainability within the biopharmaceutical supply chain. Yeah, I mean, thank you, Laurent. It was great talking with, uh, with you. Have a look at our article dedicated on the topic on our blog and uh, feel free to comment or to share your thoughts. I speak to you soon and thank you for listening.